Hear now God's word. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. This is God's holy and inspired word. It contains all that we need for faith and for life. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord abides forever. Let's once again pray. We give you praise, O Father, for your word, which is contained in the scriptures. May it be as Kevin just prayed, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And lead us, guide us where we should go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We seek other things besides God, don't we? We seek a godly living, excuse me, a good living, a godly wife. We seek security, and those are not bad things. But do we seek God with our whole hearts, chiefly with our with all of our energy and with joy. Thomas Manton, a, a Puritan divine, once said, we seek other things that we want with great solicitude and care. We are cumbered with much serving to obtain the world, and shall anything be sought more than God? We can least spare Him. The chiefest good should be sought after with the chiefest care and the chiefest love and the chiefest delight. Nothing should be so precious to us as God. It is the greatest baseness that can be that anything or anyone should take up our time, our thoughts, and content us more than God. If anything be sought from God, Above God, more than God, and not for God, it is but a brutish cry. Do you hear what Manton is trying to say? We should treat God as if he is our greatest treasure and highest good. Nothing should content us more than God. And he is the chief occupation of our hearts that we should have a relationship with him. As the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question one, our chief, our chief end is the glory of God and to enjoy him forever. You glorify him when you seek him with all your heart and delight in finding him. This leads us to the doctrine of the text. Happy are those who seek the Lord with their whole hearts. Happy are those who seek the Lord with their whole heart. 
I would like to divide uh, this into uh, questions as I did last week. Heading one is what is it to seek the Lord? Point two, what does it mean to seek the Lord with the whole heart? And the third question is what are the effects of seeking the Lord with the whole heart? Let's now look at the exposition. This verse is a continuation of the previous one and records both synonymous and synthetic parallelism. Synonymous parallelism is the term that denotes the two concepts are synonymous, such as those that are blessed and walk in the law of the Lord is synonymous with testimonies. Walking in the law of the Lord is synonymous with testimonies. Meaning you could interchange those and nothing would be lost. Testimonies, precepts, laws, commandments, etc. are all synonyms and you can substitute these terms within themselves and nothing would substantially be lost. At least not in Psalm 119. However, this verse also contains synthetic parallelism. Meaning that the two concepts occur, but furthers the meaning. An example of this is in, verse, or is in these two verses. The verse says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless. But what does it mean to be blameless? We talked about this much last week. The blameless one walks in the law of the Lord. But further... The blameless one keeps his testimonies. And further, the blameless one seeks him with their whole heart. See how this works? We can summarize it this way. The blameless one is the seeking one. And the seeking one seeks the Lord and seeks him with his whole heart. Just think of this for a moment. That you don't perform the law or duties of the law without knowing that the law points to the Lord. The implication is that you don't just come to a knowledge of the law, a true knowledge of the law, without finding the Lord. And if you find the Lord in the law, you should seek Him with all your heart. The Pharisees in the New Testament, in general, didn't get this. They were rule followers. They were strict in their applications of the law, but they were guilty of the same law because they did not seek the Lord that reveals Himself in the law. This moves us to our first question. What is it to seek the Lord? Etymologically, the word deresh means seek, but it also means care about someone or something. You only seek the Lord if you care about the Lord. No one seeks God if he doesn't care about God and love God. When coming to this heading, I I think we should distinguish between the unregenerate and the regenerate. To distinguish between those who do not seek the Lord from those that do seek the Lord. 
The first is those who do not seek the Lord. To seek the Lord, one has to affirm that the Lord really exists. As Pharaoh says to Moses and Aaron in their first visit in Exodus 5.2, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Is, is the microphone really loud? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was super loud. Um, but as Hebrews 11.6 says, And without, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Is that better? For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Without faith in the Lord, you cannot please him, for you deny his existence. You must believe that he exists. So how can you seek him if you do not believe that he exists? exists? That is a good question, and I will give you an answer from the Psalter. Psalm 10.10 says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. The unregenerate do not seek him because of his pride. In pride, like Pharaoh, he says, Who is the Lord that I should obey? His voice and let Israel go. Likewise, uh, the psalmist records the unregenerate as saying, There is no God. However, everyone knows that there is a God, according to general revelation. Romans 1.20 and following says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they, become, they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened, Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And I want you to hear this verse, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. There is no such thing as atheism in the Bible. The scriptures uh, just note that, excuse me, there is no such thing as atheism in the scriptures, just suppression of the truth of God. They believe in God, but unbelievers suppress the truth and don't honor him or give thanks to him. And God gives them over to the foolish pride, so that in pride the unregenerate man does not seek him and says there is no God. 
However, we as the people of God who have received the new birth and have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us, the same Spirit has given us the power to seek the Lord. To that we turn. Those who seek the Lord. Those who are regenerate seek the Lord. Let's read from the Psalter again. Psalm 9.10 says, For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 34.10 says, The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Psalm 24.6 Such is a generation of those who seek Him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. And finally, Psalm 22.6 reports, The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. The one who seeks Him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. These passages reveal that the Lord doesn't forsake anyone who seeks Him. That those who seek Him shall be provided daily bread and shall be satisfied. This is demonstrated by an illustration. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And like Moses, they seek the face of the God of Jacob, and the one who seeks the Lord will live forever. Those are the benefits of those who seek the Lord. Let us move on to the second heading. What is it to seek the Lord with our whole heart? The heart in the Bible is an, ex- is an expression of the whole man. Think about Genesis 6-5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of heart was only evil continually. This is an expression of the whole man. For the heart represents, in this verse, the intentions, the thoughts, and produces evil continuously. Furthermore, Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And the Lord says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. To give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. The Lord searches the heart, and the heart reveals his mind, his ways, and the fruit of his deeds. The New Testament confirms this as well in Matthew 15, 18, and 19. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. The heart is a reflection of the man's whole being. Old Testament and New Testament speaks of loving the Lord your God with all your heart or your whole being which consists in the soul, mind, and strength, as Mark 12.30 says. This seeking extends 
from the love of God. You must love God before you will seek Him. Because the seeking of Him is an extension of caring about something or someone or loving someone, namely God. So let us proceed forward to understand how to seek the Lord with our whole hearts. This heart that, it, that he speaks of includes, uh, as Mark 12.30 says, the soul. In the Old and New Testament, this, seems, this means something like the soul or life or person. You are commanded to love the God, to love God with your whole person, with your whole life. If you will seek Him with your whole heart, with your entire person, you will find Him. Let's look at the mind. These Old Testament and New Testament words recall your attention to the mind or thoughts. You must understand that while seeking the Lord with your whole heart also includes your whole mind or all of your intellect. If you would seek Him with your whole heart, this would include your mind. Mark Knoll made this point in the scandal of the evangelical mind that loving God requires seeking Him with the whole intellect. We as evangelicals should be most thorough in our scholarship and understand theology. We need to love God and serve and seek God with our whole minds if we love Him well. And let's look at strength. This whole heart includes all your might or strength. As Psalm 18.1 says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Or as an expression of the psalmist's love for God, he says in uh, Psalm 59, 17, O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. We must seek God with our whole hearts. And this means loving God with every aspect of our soul, mind, and strength. And if you seek Him with your whole heart, you will find Him. This is the promise of the Scriptures, uh, of the Old Testament Scriptures predominantly, the law, the prophets, and the writing. The law reveals this in the passage in the law reveals this in passages such as Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there, you will seek the Lord, your God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and all your soul. The prophets, such as Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And in this text of the Psalms, that we read this evening, blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with their whole heart. This is the word of promise spoken in all the major divisions of the Old Testament, the law, prophets, and writings. 
we have one more question to ask. What are the effects of seeking the Lord? The effects of seeking the Lord with our whole hearts is that we will do no wrong. Verse 3 reveals the effects of seeking the Lord with the whole heart. And the text says, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. Think about it. If you seek the Lord and you find him, how can you jeopardize anything? Excuse me. How can you do anything to jeopardize that by doing that which is wrong? But we jeopardize this every day when we sin. We undo all the seeking that we have done. It is not in our power or ability to be blameless, let alone seek the Lord with our whole hearts and love the Lord with all our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. If we operate by a legal contract to seek the Lord with our whole hearts, we will never and have never accomplished seeking the Lord with our whole hearts. You cannot seek the Lord. You naturally cannot do it. However, that is reserved for the blameless one, the righteous one, to seek the Lord with his whole heart, Jesus Christ. And this implies that we have a belief in Jesus. If we have faith in Jesus, Psalm 32, 1 and 2 are true of us. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. You cannot seek the Lord with your whole whole heart. You naturally cannot do it. But if you have faith in Christ Jesus, you have been regenerated by the Spirit of God, graciously dwelling within your members. You do have the the ability to seek the Lord with your whole hearts. But again, as I said last week, really and truly, but not yet fully. This leads us to our applications. To the one who is an unbeliever, let me exhort you to seek the Lord while He may still be found. All the folks here, I assume that you are believers. But if anyone is not, this application is for you. However, I'm speaking largely of the listeners from home who have not called upon the Lord yet. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I plead with you, seek the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength while he may be found. And let me exhort you to seek the Lord Christologically. You may seek the Lord, but He will only be found in Christ. God the Father is only revealed 
in the Son. Only in the Son will the Father show you compassion. Only in the Son will the Father pronounce, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall become white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become white as wool. Only the Father is revealed in the image of His Son. And also to the believer. You already know these things. We have recounted them again and again. However, you may have become jaded. You may have become calloused. You must ask the Lord by His grace to wake you up from your spiritual slothfulness. Slothfulness. That's a hard word to say. And seek the Lord with your whole heart. Now. Thomas Manton has really influenced me here. And you will see the influence of him if you read his sermons. Um, But I, I would exhort us to seek the Lord daily. Seek the Lord daily. Seek the Lord daily with as much heart, soul, mind, and strength as you can spiritually muster. Psalm 104, excuse me, 105.4 says, Speak, excuse me, seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His presence continually. This means seek the Lord by day and by night, by rising and by lying down, when you are discouraged, not to. And when you are encouraged, seek the Lord with all your heart by His work of grace in your heart. Seek the Lord in the Scriptures. Devote yourselves to the means of grace. And that starts with the Word of God. Seek Him when you are discouraged and jaded. Seek Him to speak a word of grace to your heart and encourage you in your Scripture reading. That is the appointed means by which you may find Him as seek as you seek Him in Scripture. Seek the Lord prayerfully. If, if one means is to seek Him in the Scripture, I commend you also to seek the Lord prayerfully. Pray that the work of the Holy Spirit would be uh, be helped to enable you to seek the Lord with your whole, whole heart. Remember that you can do nothing unless the Spirit enables you to do it. Remember that God is at work both to will and enable you to do anything that is pleasing in His sight. And He is pleased to work that Spirit within you if you seek the Lord prayerfully. <clears throat> No one can say that Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit, as 1 Corinthians 12.3 says. Seek the Lord in Christ. As I encouraged unbelievers to seek the Lord in Christ, I now encourage you believers as well. As Manton says, God will only be found in a mediator. Seek the Lord clothed with the Mediator, Jesus, and His blood and plead His righteousness that makes you acceptable to come into His presence. 
Seek the Lord and the mediator that has been provided for you. And finally, seek Him until you find Him. Seek Him until you find Him. Remember the words of Jesus. And his, remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Seek the Lord daily, in Scripture, prayerfully, in Christ. And if you seek Him with your whole heart, which the Spirit enables you to do, you will find Him. You may have to seek for a long time, but the Lord will eventually reveal Himself to you and reveal His gracious presence to you. Therefore, seek the Lord with your whole heart and you will be blessed by God with His presence. Let us pray. God our Father, You command us to seek You, the Lord, with our whole hearts. And we confess our unworthiness to come into Your presence with our whole hearts. Seeking You with our whole hearts. We have never done it. But the Lord Jesus Christ has done it. He has done it whether lying or waking. He has done it when in His earthly ministry and His private ministry. He has done it all. And all to Him we owe. But enable us by Your Holy Spirit to seek You. Seek You while we may find You. Seek You in meditation. Seek You in Scripture. Seek You in all the things that I just said. Until we find You. May You enable us, enable us by Your Holy Spirit to truly seek You with our whole hearts. And we know that it won't be complete today. But hereafter, when we are perfected in glory, we will be able to seek You with our whole hearts. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.